Hey, welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers podcast. That's me. I'm Terry Summers. And if you know me at all, you know that I have a love-hate relationship with food. But when I'm loving on it, it's because it's good. Stay with me. You're going to want to hear this. Okay, it is good to be back with you today. I am, um, I, I am a foodie and I, uh, I know that you and I, um, as, uh, podcast friends, we, uh, we have shared, I have shared with you my love hate relationship with food. I have, a, I, I am definitely a food addict, meaning my body responds, um, in an addicted kind of way. And, I uh, struggle with it and I carry way more extra weight from it. Um, and I'm always going through some kind of process to reconcile with that challenge. That being said, I do love food for really good reasons. And I love healthy foods. I am not just someone who eats fast food or is surrounded by a lot of bags of chips or wait a minute. Did, did you see that? Is, was there a post with me with a bag? No, I am not someone who, um, abandons all ideas of nutrition. And this past weekend is just kind of a perfect sampling of sort of that dichotomy within me. Uh, I, I had to share, and it all happened on one day, I had to share what um, what we, meaning Jonathan and myself, ate uh, yesterday. I wasn't going to talk about this today, but I was so blown away by both of these dishes, um, if you want to call them that, that I I just needed to, to to share it with you in hopes that you might want to do this. We, like I said, I'm a foodie and, you know, Jonathan is too. And we're, um, we do a lot of cooking and grilling and stuff. We do visit the restaurants. Don't <laughs> let me fool you. But I am... Um, as I have said, I've, I've been on a quest to kind of uh, Im- grab a hold of, I was going to say um, uh, embrace, and I don't really want to embrace it, grab a hold of the struggles that I have with food. So I am looking for uh, ways to help my body heal that way and things that are healthy and good for it. That does not mean that I will never ever um, return to a fried and greasy. This weekend, I went to the fried. Um, not, it wasn't greasy though. That was what was amazing about it. But we have um, an interest in this gentleman who has um, YouTube videos. His name is, um, and who doesn't these days? His name is Kent Rawlings. Rollins. K-E-N-T-R-O-L-L-I-N-S. And he is out of Oklahoma. And he is a bona fide cowboy cook. And some of you may have seen him. 
but this is his profession and he's done it for years. But the YouTube uh, video channel that he has isn't always dedicating everything to um, that um, demographic, the Cowboys. It sort of shows you what he does do, what what he might prepare um, for uh, a group of them. I guess he travels along with them as they're herding and stuff and has a, you know, there's a home base and stuff. It's actually kind of interesting what it is that he does because he uses outdoor cooking, obviously, no electricity, et cetera, et cetera. And he's really kind of a very much a pro at it. And it, it all looks good, but my husband having a, uh, an interest in camping and that now I do as well. He introduced me to it. Um, we do like to cook outdoors when, you know, and like be creative. It's not just, we're going to put a weenie on a stick here and hold it over the fire. We go, we kind of go all out for the most part. Anyway, that was a long introduction to this. We watched an episode a few days ago um, about his homemade corn dogs. Now let me back up a little bit. I have such fond memories of my grandma taking me to this little freestanding, probably would be like today's food truck. And it was at the shopping mall. It was an outdoor shopping mall that I grew up near, um, in Southern California. And they had, um, corn dogs and, we might go shopping for something and then as we left we would stop and get a corn dog. I loved them as a child. I didn't overeat on them. It wasn't like a regular thing and it was always pretty much right from that little stand. Um and I go back to that corn dog all the time. And then as an adult I became very fond of the corn dogs at Disneyland. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, those corn dogs are the bomb. They're also huge. They're also fresh. They're just cranking them out there at Disneyland. Well, you know, since the um, pandemic, uh, none of us have been to Disneyland. So when we saw this uh, episode on um, his show, we're like, oh, man. That makes me want to go to Disneyland and have a corn dog to heck with like Space Mountain and um, the Matterhorn and my very favorite Pirates of the Caribbean. We were like obsessing. Okay, I was obsessing over the corn dog. But I just said, let's do it. Let's make them. And it, you know, it. I have never done um, a, made a corn dog. I've never done any deep frying of a corn dog in my own home before. So, um, we set out to do it. Um, I'm kind of, you know, in a place where I'm wrangling in my late stage holiday eating. So this was kind of a last hurrah to jump off and the, the diving board and say bye-bye to all of that. So at least for a while to kind of clean up my act a little bit. So I thought, let's just do it this weekend and get it over with because we're launching into a, a a fresh second half of January. So um, the ingredients seemed simple enough and I had mostly everything. Um, 
And I got to tell you, it was delicious. So here it goes. Because you need to go to, all you have to do is, is Google Kent Rollins or Rollings, R-O-L-L-I-N-S. If I can think of it, I'll put the link in the um, notes for this particular episode, but I, I'm just not good at that always. <laughs> so don't, don't count on me that way. I'll tell you stuff, but I might not follow up with things like that. But just put that in and then put corn dog and it will, it will come up. But so there's cornmeal and there's flour and there's, I just was surprised at this. And I was a little bit trepidatious because though I'm a little bit more open to flavors and things that are outside the traditional, Jonathan is super traditional. Give me a corn dog that tastes like a corn dog. I don't want you messing around with it. But because these look so good and, you know, he was feeling daring, we stuck to the recipe I did. Exactly. And it had um, three tablespoons of brown sugar. I think the if I recall by memory, it was a cup and a half, a cup and a half of cornmeal, a cup and a quarter of flour, three tablespoons. I could pull it up, couldn't I? But I'm not going to do that. Um, three tablespoons of brown sugar. There, he puts out a seasoning that he um that he uses in everything, but I kind of know what's in that seasoning, so it's it's, it's a a little, and he says just to do it to your taste. So there was no measuring, but like um, onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, a little bit of sugar, but there was already the brown sugar. So, but I did put a little bit of sugar and then there's three tablespoons of honey, one egg, a cup and a half of buttermilk. Um, oh, a tablespoon of, um, he said avocado oil, which I do normally have here, but I didn't. So I went ahead and put in olive and it, you know, how olive can have olive oil can have a little bit of a flavor. It was not prominent. So that's not an issue. And I think, I think that might've been, oh no, no, not it. What am I thinking? <laughs> um, it had grated jalapeno fresh and grated onion. Now this was, I fibbed, this was where I modified a little because Jonathan kind of thought, oh, that could really be dominating the flavor. So I kind of cut it in half. It calls for a quarter cup of each and the onion's going to release a lot of water. So you need to drain that water off. And actually the jalapeno did too, but I did about a half of that, about an eighth of a cup each. Um, you can also add cheese and I'll earmark that and hope to remember to tell you um, of my experience with that in a minute. Um, and then you want to get a larger hot dog um, that's um, beefier, no pun intended. We are uh, all beef favoring folk um, here. So that's what we got. And um we just got a small packet, you know, like not the eight or whatever. I think it was five and they were big. But um, uh, then some wooden skewers. Now, because it was kind of a, oh, let's do this. We didn't go to great lengths to search down the best skewer that he used. It's a, like a thinner popsicle skewer, you know what I mean? Or tongue depressor, a thinner and a little bit longer but so we just went ahead and got um, wooden 
skewers from the grocery store. They have a point on one end and flat on the other. You want to take that and run it up about halfway at least through the hot dog. And so since the sticks were super long, um, it was perfect for me just to snap them in half. So I was able to kind of even reduce the number of sticks that we used. And then you need peanut oil. That's what he recommends. Um, And that was uh, probably the most expensive item that we had to um, had to purchase. But if you, if you keep it clean and get out any little tidbits, you can reuse peanut oil. I don't know about the specifics of it. I'm actually going to look it up today because I didn't discard the peanut oil, but, and you want to get the oil to 350 degrees and kind of watch it there. Mine tried to creep up a little bit. So I had some frustration of just, um, you know, doing several things at one time, watching the, uh, the first corn dog and all, but what he did that just seemed, I mean, it was just so easy. I don't know why I've never tried to do corn dogs before, but so, um, he mixed the batter up and then, um, he poured it in a tall, um, drinking glass, a cup, like you would have iced tea in and recommended that you even either do that or, you know, and it was plastic or use like a taller mason jar. I had a taller mason jar and I used that. Hindsight, I probably would have gone with a little more narrow um, uh, cup, you know, that that was more like um, the size of a, of a drinking glass. Though he recommended either one, I see why he uses the other one. Because when you pour the batter, the reason being is he wants you to have an easier time of getting that batter on the hot dog. So if the circumference is a little bit more narrow and it's filled all the way to the top, when you stick the hot dog in and give it a couple swirls, it really grabs on. Oh, by the way, you need to pat off the hot dogs from any moisture that helps the um, batter stick. For, for them to be dry. So do that at the beginning when you put your um, sticks in the um, hot dog, S- pat, pat them down and set them over to the side and just let them continue to kind of be dry while you're doing your mixture. But when you pour it in the cup, so what my problem was is it was wider. It was still tall enough, but it was wider and it made me have to work a little more. <laughs> Poor baby. I had to work a little bit more for my corn dog. But yeah, so you want to cover it, dipping it a couple times, be near your heated oil. And then um, as you take it, you tip, you just lay the tip of it, the end, um, the top, what would be the top of your corn dog in the oil just for a minute or not even, not literally, but just for a sec so that you can kind of see its reaction to the um, oil and then slowly let the remainder remained remainder of it let the remainder of it um, fall into the um, gently so that you don't burn yourself fall into the oil now you just got to stay there with it I try to do two at a time because I kind of have this thing about being efficient I don't know I, it bugs me but um, it's probably better just to do one Oh, also let me say this. He, um, which I can sometimes jump ahead in things and not 
whole, because I get excited and I don't like to read directions and I think I have this intuitive thing about me. So I can move ahead and go, oh, I encountered an issue I didn't think about. But he mentioned measuring the pot that you're putting your oil in and um, you want it to be able to handle the width clearly of the hot dog and the stick with some movement. So I have a Le Creuset. And I am saying that on purpose to sound super fancy, but it was a gift years ago and I never could, I, I can't afford to have another one, but I take uh, good care of it and I love it. And so I filled it up. It's a, um, if you don't know what they are, I did it for a long time. Um, they are, um, enamel covered cast iron, like that, a whole, all kinds of pots and pans, but mine's a Dutch oven. And we also have the Dutch ovens that we take camping but this is the one I used and it was plenty wide enough so um I put the peanut oil in there let it rise to 350 put my um my very first um corn dog in it was kind of a chill bumpy moment and I um because I did two at a time I gave those two initially to Jonathan and then the third one I think the third one was the better one it was more perfect and I did offer it to Jonathan because it was kind of in honor of him too. I like him to like what I cook, duh. So um, he goes, no, nope, you do it. You have it. But they were, people, listen to me. They were so good. I am a mustard and ketchup. Don't roll your eyes at me over the ketchup. I put ketchup on everything. Or I did growing up. But they, I, so Jonathan's just mustard. I was mustard and ketchup. Oh my gosh. Here's the deal. They were crispy, but not greasy. And the batter inside was moist, but still had body to it. And the flavor was not sweet despite my concerns and and possibly Jonathan's hesitations it was just the corn dog bomb and was so quick to do I here's the deal I can get all or nothing ish you know all or nothing ish when I am approaching a lot of things that are challenging, i.e. turning the ship around on the situation with the jiggle of my thigh and the chunk a chunk, the um, couple, two or three rolls that I have. Yes, I have three, two or three, easy to. And so I make these rigid um, rules and from henceforth, you shall never consume a corn dog again. Um, is like something that I would say. So I am rolling back things on that, you know, thoughts that I've had on that and the rigidness. And I think it's just out of fear that I just don't want to be in this spot of carrying this extra weight always and struggling with my addiction. But, um, as I see sort of healing in that way, which there is room for that, it is really a real thing and it has been happening and I'm so grateful for it. I note that I can, um, 
I can enjoy myself on things that might not be the best, but they are enjoyable and just don't do it all the time. Maybe don't even do it, but once or twice a year. You know, I mean, if I need to really keep the reins on that, but I'm going to say, you guys, I want you to go out and make these corn dogs, unless you're just not into that at all. Of course, don't, don't worry about it. But, um, you, it's worth going to the extra trouble. Like sometimes Jonathan will say, well, that's a lot of trouble. And I'm like, no, not really. Not really. You know, I mean, it's, if you're going to enjoy it and it, and I'm particularly if you like cooking, cooking with, which I do, it isn't a lot of trouble at all, but I'm going to tell you this recipe literally is not a lot of trouble. So, um, I will go back up and increase the onion and the jalapeno next time because we didn't taste it at all at all. I could see little teensy pieces in there, but essentially the onion broke down to like nothing because you're grating it. Like I, um, off of, um, oh, what are those things called? They escape me that you can grate garlic. They're a plane, planing instrument. Is that right? Anyway, a kitchen plane, um, not like up, up and away, but you know, so it breaks down to just like this mildly textured onion juicy stuff and you drain most of the water of it off of it but I think that we would like to taste just a pinch of it but if you're not into any and it would not be heat because you're not even grating you're not getting to the seeds or anything which really where is and the membrane which is really where a lot of the heat will rest in a jalapeno but in all that amount of um batter it, it's not going to bug you. I would go ahead and just as a heads up from someone that was hesitant that you can't really taste it. There's not even the presence of the flavor. And we kind of wanted to try that. Also, I'd had a little bit of cheddar cheese because I love cheese and Jonathan did not want any. So I saved. So I ate two. I'm just confessing. I ate two of them and he, um, But he didn't want the cheese. So I tried it in my last one. And okay, mm, you know, I would see it and had a little, but it just doesn't have the presence, you know. So if I'm going to have my cheese, I want to taste my cheese. But it wasn't bad. It would be kind of like a cheese, um, a jalapeno cheese corn bread or corn muffin, but it just wasn't that much. Which brings me to this. I don't like to waste. Um... I'm a little, I remind myself of my grandma a little bit too, like in a couple ways. It's, she always took stuff home if she didn't finish it. And sometimes I was like, oh, grandma. I mean, like she wouldn't, it, it, she didn't care if there was foil pre- presented to her. She'd find a napkin and she would roll that whatever was left over and put it in her purse. So I'm a little bit like that particularly when it comes to like scraps of things that um, Dixie might like. So I go around the table, do you have any of this? Do you have any of that? Can I take it? I know it's embarrassing. I know. And it's probably tacky. So, but I do it. So you have a tacky friend, mark that down, check that off your list of things to do in 2021. You already have one. You have a tacky friend, but now I've lost what I was going to say. 
Oh, I'm thrifty. I'm 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 thrifty. I actually I'm not thrifty. <laughs> Lie. I am um careful about waste and I just don't like to see things go to waste. If it can possibly be frozen and I remember to get it out of the freezer and use it in something else, which I do all the time, I do. So that's just kind of me. But we had, I had this extra batter and I was like, okay, these are like, this is like a cornbread muffin mix, essentially. So it was enough for four muffins and they, um, they too were the bomb. They had a crispiness to them on the outside, even though they baked. Anyway, it was just a big score corn um, corn dog day yesterday, and I wanted to pass that along to you. But what I had planned to have that day, because I do do a little bit of planning, not a lot, but I had been craving um, Thai chicken salad ishy something. And I had, um, my mom had had a gift card to the Cheesecake Factory and she asked me um, to go with her when Jonathan was out of town a couple weeks ago. So we went and I, you know, the Cheesecake Factory, their menu is like, come on, I can't even make my way through it. There's so much there. And I'm not the best at making decisions about food because I know I'm always going to envy what somebody else gets. So I get weird about it and I have, I like break out and sweat and everything. So when I hear the Cheesecake Factory, I, this is no joke. I will Google the menu. I get the menu up online and I just really look over it and it's like what's speaking to me because I know that I'm still going to need that extra time at the restaurant to make a decision or I always go to this one thing that I always get which is um the a chicken salad kind of thing so I stepped out and I got a Thai uh Thai chicken salad but it had noodles in it and I don't normally do noodles but I did that day but what it did was it lit up my taste buds and it reminded them that I really love Thai flavors where you can pick up the lime and the um the cilantro and the mint and the freshness of the vegetables they piled up um, bean sprouts on top and um, shredded carrots. And anyway, it was so good. And I was like, yay, I have another thing at the Cheesecake Factory that I can get because I don't really frequent there. My mom digs it, but me not so much. So that was so good. But what it did was it just sort of kept this little tie, tie, rolling around in my head. So I had purchased things to make. Um, a th- I didn't want to do the noodles at home, but a Thai, what I would interpret as a Thai chicken salad and kind of, I'm a wing it recipe. Per- Sometimes I'll follow a recipe, obviously, like I did with the corn dogs if I've never done it before, but I am also a recipe cracker, so I can taste a lot of things. So I essentially, essentially, I knew what was in the um, Thai stuff and um, that I had it at um, Cheesecake Factory. So Last night we were we we ate the corn dogs early in the day, like early, like not breakfast early, but maybe brunch early. And so later, and they were so filling, we really weren't super hungry. But I was gonna make that Thai salad come hell or high water. Um, so we waited a little later into the evening, and I um, 
roasted a small chicken, um, you know, like in the oven. <laughs> That's what roasting means. And uh, just lightly seasoned, you know, so that it would be goodness. And I slow roasted it. I let it go slow. So it just literally fell off the um, carcass. That's a gross word, by the way. And um, I made a um, peanut dressing, salad dressing that was comprised of about a quarter cup, a little bit more, maybe a, yeah, yeah, about a quarter cup, a heaping quarter cup of smooth peanut butter, some lime juice, some rice wine vinegar, a little bit of soy, some honey, um, some white sugar, garlic, fresh, uh, oh, about, um, not quite a thumb's length of ginger knuckle, you know, um, you know, that you take the, take the, um, it's skin off, which is super easy. As I was doing it yesterday, I'm thinking, I don't know why this would scare people. Cause I know some people are like, ah, oh, it's a lot of work, but it's not, it's just turning a spoon upside down and running the hard end of the spoon, uh, the edge of the spoon over the, um, the ginger and it just literally rolls right off. So, uh, and so a, a good bit of ginger and I don't know if there was anything else in it. Um, Oh yeah. Oil. And I hesitated, but all I had again, remember I told you this, all I had again was, um, the olive oil and I was concerned that I would taste it, but it's all I had. I didn't want to, you know, delay anything to go, get oils plus earmark this conversation. I am looking in, I'm trying to control the kind of oils that I have just good oils. So, um, I won't probably have anything that's not especially good in the house for the most part. So it, um, I put some olive oil in it and judged it in my little bullet, um, which does a really good job of smoothing things out. And then I added, um, cilantro Cilantro, I know is tricky for people. It's like you either hate it or love it. I love it. I love cilantro. Um, but I know what bugs people about it. It kind of has a little, for lack of a better description, kind of a soapy-ish taste maybe. I hope I'm not ruining anyone's love affair with cilantro by saying that and they're all going, oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I, I love cilantro. So um, I put some of that in there. And then I, um, for the actual salad, so I zhuzhed that and got it in the refrigerator so that it could all marry and get chilled and what have you. It was on the thickish emulsified side. So I added a little bit of water and thinned it out. But um, I shredded, I got the biggest like way too, every, they were all the size. So I couldn't avoid it. It was the biggest Napa, head of Napa cabbage. I mean, it was huge. It was like my arm, like uh, like my forearm times three in width. And so I just did half of it, which was all, we ate on it for hours. Like we just kept going back and getting, once the chicken was gone, we came back and get, got salad. But um, so I shredded the Napa cabbage. I grated carrots. I um, remove this, uh, split a cucumber in half, remove the seeds and thinly slice the cucumber. 
I um, did a red bell pepper thinly julienne. I did green onion. I did red cabbage. They didn't have bean sprouts at the store. I so wanted those piled up high, kind of like I experienced at the Cheesecake Factory. But anyway, so no bean sprouts. But then I and then I put plenty of mint and edamame. Come to edamame, and um, then pulled the chicken. You know the breasts, like pulled apart the chicken breasts, and then Dixie will get. I pick apart all the other stuff off of the carcass. I've said that two times now. Mm. I had to calm myself down. Um, and then Dixie will get those added into something as a treat or zhuzhed and mixed into her food. Anywho, I'm going to tell you, just as much as that corn dog made me roll my eyes back in my head, this Thai chicken salad I could eat every day in order to preserve this new love I have for it I'm not going to um, but it's going to be in my diet probably on a weekly basis I I know it's not keto per se quote unquote which I have really been trying to restrict my carbohydrates because in general not of the holidays <laughs> because I'm super sensitive to it. Some people aren't, and I am super sensitive to carbohydrates. I can jump up in weight by eating them. That's just the bottom line. I have metabolic syndrome. Look it up. I'm not going to tell you about it. It's a little depressing. But um, so this wasn't keto because it had um, sugar and honey in it. But relatively speaking, the amount that's in the dressing spread over a huge salad that Jonathan and I split and went back for seconds. Um, it, it's not that, you know, I'm not going to worry about that. I won't, you know, I, I'm monitoring things in other ways. So um, if you literally want the recipe, reach out to me and I will break down exactly what I did, but it, is you can pretty much Google, you know, I didn't reinvent, um, the Thai salad, salad dressing wheel. Um, so you can just Google and find one that suits you, but it was just phenomenal. And, uh, if you're going to treat yourself and I am so blessed that I have food on my table and I'm not trying to get sappy here. I just am. That's the honest truth. Um, I want to make conscious, intentional choices to, to be good to myself, to be good to the planet, to, um, be good to what God has provided and be grateful in the way that I respond to it. And then also just simply enjoy myself, um, and I did yesterday. I did. I mean, it started out with a bang with the corn dog. Um, but I, I, I couldn't tell you which one I appreciated more. And, you know, one being um, particularly uh, healthier on um, the sliding scale. But they were both just so good. So uh, 
if you are someone like myself who struggles with food and fear over it, I'm really trying to tell myself to chill and to not fuel the fire that lets it have a grip on me. So yesterday was one of those days. It had no grip. It was absolutely delicious. And I would love to hear if you guys end up choosing to try that old corn dog on your own. This is a new year, y'all. And though, um, you know, we never know what tomorrow brings, we can make choices today that are good for us and good for those that we love and just good. So I guess I want to encourage you um, to do that, to step out um, and think of recipes and food and your mealtime in a way that is good for you in all ways, not just the scale or the caloric count or um, the uh, nutrition, just the good, a good experience, making it, eating it, and talking about it on a podcast afterwards. I love ya. Share this, rate this, comment. I love when you comment. Um, and what else is there? Share, rate, comment. Oh, like. Press the like button if you haven't. Have a wonderful week. Bye. <laughs>